unpopular opinion, I never got Tupac. Fucking... Oh, God, no. I mean, I'm not against, you know, um, gangster rappers. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> What up, fool? It's a personal jukebox podcast coming at you with our latest episode. It's me, Simon. I'm here once again with Chris. Hello. <laughs> um, yeah, we are here to deliver you a chart episode. Um, we haven't had a chart episode for a while, and we're going to head back to the fertile ground of March 1999. For, the, uh, for a UK chart there. The 28th of March 1999 to be exact. Note well. <laughs> if do, you, do you remember back in the day in 1999? We were, um, we were like packing, picking and packing at Staples. Back uh, then, weren't we? Yes, we, yeah, as I spit everywhere. Yes, we would have been picking and packing and yep. shipping and shutting. And, and we had the radio on like constantly. Um, and that kind of dictated how our day went, really, pretty much. Yeah, 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 definitely. Do you remember the radio wars? Yes, yeah, so... There was, it, a, there was a locked room, wasn't there? Which sometimes <laughs> wouldn't be locked. <laughs> there was this room, and it... Man, you went in there, and it looked like like something you would see from an 80s film, which was full of computers. FBI were in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly like that. And there was just these... I don't know, there was these buttons that I knew that changed the radio. And we, at the time, always wanted Radio 1 on, yeah. if I remember correctly. And then a lot of the other clientele, not clientele, the other employees who were there would want... Um, Beacon. Beacon. Ugh. Like, the equivalent now would be, I believe it's Hits Radio or Free Radio. Right. Is the equivalent now, isn't it? I definitely remember one person wanting Radio 2 <laughs> back then, and they were quickly slandered and shouted <laughs> yeah, down right and disgraced. So. <laughs> we'd be quite welcome now. Um, nowadays, <laughs> probably a little bit more, yeah, yeah, definitely. But we always wanted Radio 1. I get it now, what their point was, though, because they used to say, there's too much, yeah. too much babbling, too much talking and stuff like that between the songs, and I get it. Yeah, if, if you're pushing a trolley around a warehouse, you don't want to hear chat, you want to hear just songs, don't you? Well... I don't know if maybe the DJs then were more palatable or because, I don't know, like say you had, uh, what would it have been? It would have been Zoe Ball into Moyles on yes. mornings. Yeah. It would have been um, Joe Wiley. Yes. At the 10am slot. Then it would have been Mark and Lard. Mark and Lard, yeah. And then I think it was Scott Mills. Was Scott Mills then or was he a not? Bit, a, bit, a bit early for Mills, was it maybe? Was it? I don't know. But nowadays, they all literally sound exactly the same. Who does the Radio 1 breakfast show now? I couldn't even tell you. Is it still... Um, oh, hang Wasn't it... Oh. What's his name? It's the lad. Tall yeah. lad. Um, dark hair. Is it Greg James? No, he, he does the afternoon slot, doesn't he? I don't know. I don't know. Because when Moore's finished, they give it to that fucking idiot, didn't they? Um, oh, Grimshaw. 
Yes. Yeah. That's what I was thinking of. I was thinking of Grimshaw. Oh, no, no, he's not doing it. He got, oh, is he not? He Thank got canned God. off completely. I don't know what Nick Grimshaw does now. I don't even know if he's a DJ. The only thing I've seen him on in the last years is um, Celebrity Gogglebox oh, with his yeah. niece. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Um, who definitely has had lip fillers. <laughs> 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 the size of her mouth changed between the series. <laughs> well, I mean, we're talking... Glory days of Radio One, aren't we? There, yeah, they had, they had big numbers then. I mean, this was off the back of Chris Evans getting sacked, and um, it was the other guy, Danny. You know, the guy, Danny. Um, it was Chris Evans's mate, wasn't it? He, oh, Baker. Yeah, Danny Baker. Was he Radio One DJ? He was it? Radio One, and he got sacked as well. Yeah. And um, but that's that's back when, like, if you had the if you had the breakfast show, you had. You know, guaranteed. Was it five million listeners? You know, it was. It was, it was yeah, a huge yeah, amount. But yeah. I mean, who knows what they get now? It's probably not even a million. Christ you know. knows. Yeah, the kids don't listen to the radio, do they? Nah, we, we're, nah. we're going back to this whole yeah. kids and music thing. But um, I can't imagine that in vast numbers they do now. But this point, nineteen ninety nine, was definitely Zoe Ball because we're about we're about a month away from the Champions League final when United played Bayern. Aren't we? Nineteen ninety nine. I lost twenty pounds to you on the, that night as Day. well. And I was absolutely perplexic, is that a word? Apoplectic? Uh, that Zoe Ball was going to the Champions League. She was like a celebrity United fan. <laughs> you know, oh we're going to Barcelona, we're going to the new camp, we're gonna be there for the Jumping thing. on that wagon. Yeah, jumping on the wagon. Oh, I can't remember you losing twenty quid to me. Yeah, so quite early on. Uh, during the knockout phases, or even before that, maybe the group stages, because this was the year that you won the treble, wasn't it? That's right. Yeah. yeah. So something led me to believe in quite early on in the Champions League that you weren't going to get that far. Yeah. And we must have been in the pub. Yeah. It could well have been like maybe that. Didn't you come back against Juventus? You know. There was like the f- first leg against Inter, which finished one all, and then they had to go to Inter and get a result. Yes, you had. You kept getting these results, and like, I think you. You got one against Juventus, and I was like, yes. well, you can't keep getting these results. You can't keep getting out of trouble. Yeah, or it was 1-1 first leg against Juventus. It might have been, yeah, actually, mm. yeah. And I was like, look, £20, you ain't going to win the final because you mm. can't just keep coming from, you can't keep doing this. Mm. Uh, and you did. <laughs> it was kind of a magic season. If you compare that, I mean, obviously I'm biased. You're unbiased on this. If you compare that to Man City's treble last year, yeah, I mean, it was very... <clears throat> methodical and very calculated, and, 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 I, and I think I think United's treble will still get talked about in fifty years, and I don't think City's, City's treble well. last year will. No. Even though they were just look, I think there's a few things that will get talked about. There's probably Arsenal's invincible year and like Man U's treble year because everything was like stoppage time, wasn't it? You know, and yeah, yeah, yeah. There was still uh, there was still feeling. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It just feels clinical. It feels mm, look. I think they're also the the best team oh. in 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 a in a league that can't really cope with them. Uh, whereas at the time that you won the treble, you Arsenal were were a, a, a massive threat, and they had oh, yeah. that was probably Arsenal as good yeah. as they were, pretty much. You know, I would definitely say City now are they'll sweep more. Before them, is that the word? Yeah, yeah I'll sweep everyone out of their way far more easier than the teams would then. Yeah, but maybe that's because there was a, I don't know, maybe it was more competitive. Yeah, you know? yeah. That that brings me on to you know the new Saudi league. Go on. Yeah, you know everything that's happening with that, and players are going over there and everything. The one thing I think they don't get is 
as fans, as football fans, you follow the team. You don't follow the players, do you? And I think that's Correct. what the Saudis are doing. They're just like, oh, we've got these players. but So we'll suddenly get 10,000 fans or... Kids, another thing about kids being stupid. They do follow the yeah, players. They have their favourite player, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but you can never imagine that back when we were talking 1999, that um, it was was Henri playing for Arsenal then he was, wasn't he? He was, yeah. Yeah, so if Henri moved to... I don't know, somewhere else. You yeah, wouldn't change team, stop, would you? I wouldn't start supporting that other team. As yeah. soon as that player leaves your team, they're dead to you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you support the team. And no, I, I think that's what be. the Saudis don't get. Yeah. This is just the new the new football again. Mm. Yeah. You see Stevie G's gone out there and he's given is his he? interviews. He's a manager of one of the teams. Oh, is he? He's like, yeah, he's, um, I'm not going to do the accent, but he's, yeah, I think like my values... Um, tie up with El Etihad or whoever I'm playing for, or managing um, yeah, well, you know we're singing from the same hymn sheet and all this kind of stuff it's not, it's not the big fucking bag of cash Stevie that they've yeah. given you yeah, yeah. Like, pfft, absolutely ridiculous I hope it all fails so is it the new America then is it is it the new like America back in well didn't, didn't China do it a few yeah, years yeah, ago remember China, China yeah. did it they've all had a go down they? they've all had a stab at it yeah fuck them <laughs> Yeah, March 1999, what a time to be alive. We're before the year 2K. We are, um, I don't know, it's kind of the tail end of the glory years, isn't it? Look, I always say 90s, musically, to me, was the best decade. Whether that's because I'm... Without a shadow. I'm Whether that's because I'm kind of coming through that, that decade, I don't know. But I honestly believe it's the best decade of music. 80s has got some highlights, but it was a bit confused, you know, at the same time, leaving the 70s behind. The 90s, it's, um, yeah, to me, uh, absolutely awesome, awesome decade of uh, music. I tried to explain, I went on holiday recently, on a summer holiday with the wife and the kids, and we were playing um, maybe Rummy Cub or something like that one night, and I'd had a few scoops by this time, (sighs) and... I was saying, I'll put some music on. So Jack put some music on through his phone, and he's um, he's 16, and he put something on. I was like, I'll just put something like nowadays on. And I was trying to explain to him how much of a big thing it was when Nirvana happened, Yeah, like how it changed music. Mm. And I couldn't think of the words to put it to him so he'd understand. Yeah. One of the songs was, it smells like Teen Spirit. And yeah. I was like, this was... Like, just such a turn in music, like a drunken old man. <laughs> it was such a turn in music, like, um, it, it it just changed everything. And he was like, why? Why what did it change? And I was like, it just did. It. Yeah, it, you can only kind of explain it so that you understand it if you lived that time. It, it's hard to put it into words, isn't it? I mean, you, you can talk about the impact, but you have to kind of live through what had come before. Yeah, well, it's trying to explain it now. Maybe I always think everything was very serious and sanitised, and it was very, I don't know, what's the word called? Earnest. You had power ballads and yeah. cock rock bands and stuff like that, and then, I don't know, everything got a bit dirtier and grungier, for yeah. want of a different term, and that's kind of lived up till mm-hmm. now. That, I yeah. don't know, that's the most significant thing I can think of in, in music. Did you explain it in that way? No. <laughs> no, <Wendy>, no. 
No, when it, I was like, it just is. It just, it just, <laughs> just, just believe me. Just believe your dad. Yeah, I'm your dad. <laughs> believe your dad. Right. Without further ado, let's head into this one because um, I don't know how far we're going to get into this. But on the 28th of March, 1999, the number one in the US will get them out of the way straight away. Was and this will give you a bit of a feel for the time. Now, I've never liked this song. Go on. Uh, I, I've got something funny to say about this song in a bit. Okay. But uh, yeah, in terms, yeah, I mean, I, I this went to number one in the UK. Oh, it was number one in the UK as well. Yeah. Also number one in the US. Is it at this point? It's number one in the US. Okay. And it, was it one of the first songs to do that kind of like the vocoder kind y- of? Yeah. Thing, yeah, no, um, I imagine it wasn't the first because obviously Cher's not going to be the first, is she? But like, she's going to jump on that train. But it was probably the highest, yeah, um, in view example of what's the word? What's the, what's it called? I know what you mean. Harm, uh, vocal harmonies. Yeah, no, that ain't the word, is it? We uh, have to go. Oh dear. Yeah. But anyway, so remember Gareth at Staples? <laughs> you know, I was. Emptying my dishwasher today, and I thought of Gareth. Yeah, go on. So, uh, just to give a bit of background, obviously, me, me and Sol were at Staples, and there was a bloke there called Gareth. Heavy breather. Big lad. It's, it's probably the best way to describe it. Heavy <laughs> Glasses, big guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably never had a girlfriend. Loved to fillet our fish. Yes, yeah. and anyway, so he, he, he was a nice enough guy. He, he was, he was a nice, he was a nice enough guy. Anyway, so um, me and Sai always were like whistling, singing songs all the time. And the one day I was working near Gareth, and this obviously this this got played every hour without fail during this period in time. And I started singing, "Do you believe in life after lunch?" <laughs> and he said, "He was like, what?" And I was like, I said, that's because he started singing it the proper way. And I was like, well, no, no, no. It's, a ga- it's do you believe in life after lunch? <laughs> and he believed, I got him to believe. Believe. <laughs> that it was life after lunch. <laughs> Man, I, I saw him not too long ago, actually. Yeah. Around this, because he used to live like down the road, didn't I? I? I thought today of him when I was emptying my dishwasher. And when we used to have a six side team. Oh, God. And, like, he... It was called Staples, wasn't it? Yes. The six-side team, and he come and played, didn't he? Yeah. Um, was he it goalie? He was the keeper. Yeah, that's it. And then, when, like, we got other people to come and start playing for us, he didn't like it, today. Don't even work for Staples. Don't even work for Staples. You should be playing in the team. And then he never played for us, then. Sorry, Gareth. But there was one occasion, this is hilarious, there was one occasion where... Quite a few of the staples lot didn't turn up, and I was one of the stupid ones that did turn up. So it was six aside, and mm. there was like four of us. There was like oh, me, no. Gareth, and like two of us. Yeah, I don't think you were there. Mm. Anyway, so we ended up getting two players who were just you know just players that come off the last game. Two guys, yeah. you know, and so, <laughs> so <laughs> obviously we just we, we lose terribly because the, these two guys were terrible. Obviously they were knackered as well. Yeah, as we're walking off. He starts hassling them for money to pay us. To, to oh, because you had to pay for yeah. to play the game. I'm didn't like, you? yeah. I was like, Gareth, Gareth. I said, look, 
we'll take care of it, mate. I said, these have helped us out. We're not going to charge them for helping us out. <laughs> and he was like, he chased them out the pitch, basically. It was, Man, I believe that place is shut down now because it was a weed den. Was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. I've, I've yeah, it was good. they've got there. major growers going yeah. on there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no it was, um, police swooped on it and everything. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was around this kind of time as well, weren't it? Ninety nine. Yeah, I can definitely remember the, that was the first time I ever heard of um, Blink One Eighty Two. They oh, was like they had like the TV, didn't they, in the screen yes. and in the in the yeah, corner. Yeah, because we always were... used to go up for a beer afterwards, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I've still got up my loft. You were talking about the loft earlier. I've got the trophy the when trophy. we won the league. Yeah, God, yeah, that's yeah. probably my parents still. I reckon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so Believe by Cher was the number one. And before we get into the top 20, I always touch on two or three songs that are just outside the top 20. I've got four this time because it's so fertile, honestly. <laughs> um, there's, some, there's some really good songs on this one. This is the first one. Is rewind by the Cardigans. It got to number seven, highest chart, nine weeks on the chart. Um, the Cardigans, they were big in this era. That sounds quite good on the headphones. It does actually, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. I think this was one of my favourite ones of theirs. Yeah, they had the one where she's driving and she's got the. My favourite game. That's it, yeah. Yeah, she's got uh, like a leaky tattoo dirty or tattoo, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not bad. Um. This is from their fourth album. Yeah, I mean, they, uh, I think they... The Swedish When they became relevant, I think they were... Yeah, it was quite far into their career. Their first album was released in 1994, and it was called Emmerdale. Okay. Yeah, weirdly, I don't know. I don't know if that's... A, they were definitely Scandinavian. I yeah. don't know what. Yeah, she's lesbian. Oh, is she? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Massive, yeah. I can always remember, like, people used to have the hots for her. Was she called yeah, Nina? But, Brightly so. What's that? Was she called Nina? Ni- yes. Yes. Yeah. That, that, that would, uh, yeah. Um, loads of people had the hots for her. Mm. Talking about Moyles again, yeah. I can remember. he. W- oh, he was doing the afternoon, Moyles was. He was doing the four o'clock. Oh, was it? Because he was him, Comedy Dave, Dave the photographer, all that kind of stuff. Before they got the breakfast gig? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he was doing the four o'clock. And I remember he was really excited because they'd got the cardigans coming in. And he was like, oh, you know, bloody Nina off the cardigans. <laughs> And uh, she came in and she was absolutely frosty as fuck to him. This ex- yeah, I mean, yeah, this explains a lot. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, we're talking about Fatty Moyles when he was like, I imagine, very lecherous. We'll get into that later on. But um, yeah. Was he doing the old hop on babies? Uh... Yeah, most probably. <laughs> hop on, baby. <laughs> A band that we spoke about recently. Sorry, that Cardigans, that was at number 37 at the time. This was at number 32 off the second album. I think it was the first single off the second album. Right to reach you, yeah. We got Travis.
know the story behind that? Like that line, he says, what's a Wonderwall anyway? It's the chords to Wonderwall. The oh, song is, is basically, yeah. Oh, okay. So that was his kind of little tribute to I, it. I never knew that. Never yeah. Knew that. Um, good album. It's one that I wanna, I'd hope to cover on an episode, definitely. It, it put them on the map big time, didn't it? I think they'd done like an album or two before that. They'd done one before. Yeah, uh, but this was like a change in direction, and uh, yeah, it really cemented their place amongst the, the music at the time. As we said on the Coldplay episode, Travis were big. Yeah. They're still one of only two bands for me to throw their CD out of a speeding truck. You've done that twice now. I thought you did it once. Okay, I did it with The Killers. Me. Yeah. Which uh, album was it with Travis, sir? It was oh, it was a later album. I'd read a review somewhere and they said, oh, it's Travis back to their best, the stuff that you really liked by them. Okay. And I listened to it and I was driving, I think I was once again driving down the M54 okay. and I listened to the first six tracks. And You need to avoid the M54. <laughs> It's bad for music. <laughs> um, here's another one. Now, what do you think about this one? A former number one single. It was number one for one week. God knows how that happens. She moves like she don't care. Smooth as silk, cool as air. It was their sixth UK number one single. It was their first new release since 1982. And it was also a number one in Greece and Spain. We've got Blondie at number 30 this week with Maria. It's, it still makes the rounds that this song does on some radio stations, which is a bit weird for it to still come. I thought it was weird at the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? I honestly thought it was weird because I just thought they just didn't fit into no. the music scene. I know, yeah. Right I mean, there it's and okay then. trying to make a comeback. That's fine. But uh, uh, Blondie, 15, 20 years pre- previous, were quite good and you know, obviously very relevant. But yeah. They've got some bangers, Blondie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But how does it even go to number one, this? Well, who buys it? In this kind of time, your music buying public was weird, wasn't it? Because a lot of older people would be buying singles. I suppose, like Cher goes number one. And, uh, yeah, well, at least Cher was having a, a very current sound yeah. with her single. Whereas, I mean, this doesn't even really sound like old Blondie songs, does it? Because it def- <clears throat> old Blondie had a more of a punk yeah. kind of feel yeah. to it. Um, but yeah, I never got it then, and I, I don't really understand. It's a bit of an anomaly, really. It's as though it's like... They've made a comeback and there's been like a real industry push and that's how they've got to number one. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know, when something's put in your face so much that people just go out and buy it. Yeah, I think it was a best of album, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, and okay. this was like the new song that they were including on it. Um, you were going out with a girl called Maria at the time, weren't you? I was, yeah. <laughs> did that would It's never that go good down when you're going out with a girl and then the song comes out and uh, it's it's number one and it's uh, <laughs> Never good, is it? <laughs> Ooh, don't you wanna take her home? And the last one before we hit the top 20 is this this one. This is a strange one.
grew up with the children of the stars In the Hollywood hills and the boulevard Her parents It got to number nine on the UK charts. It was released the year before in the summer um, in the US. We've got Sean Mullins with Lullaby. Now, I always used to think that 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 intro bit, like the vocal, it sounded very like, like you know, like bands like the Eels and stuff like that were doing yes, at the time. Actually, yes. Yeah, like the, you say that. the kind of yeah, beat yeah, yeah. and the low key vocal, yeah. like going over to Susan's, Susan's house. house yeah. yeah, absolutely. But then it bursts into. I know this, into this like very American country, yeah, chorus. I believe it's now. Strange one to cross the Atlantic, wasn't it, that? Mm. Yeah. See, I mean, that's just dripping in Americana. <laughs> dripping. <laughs> it is, isn't it? it? Yeah, it is, yeah. That's like the most American thing I've heard or seen today. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be on, like, um, some kind of, like, road trip movie as well in, like, you know... <laughs> Do Sean Mullins was a big deal? One hit wonder over here, surely. But this is the thing, you see, with America, you never know. That could, that could be Garth Brooks' role, I know. And like you know, he he was like a huge deal. Like he mm-hmm. he did a hundred million albums, mm-hmm. you know. And it's just these people that they cross the Atlantic, mm-hmm. they get a single. We never hear of them, but the single that you see, the video is like very well produced and directed. You see, there's some money behind it. One thing I meant to say about Garth Brooks, actually, on the Coldplay episode, Coldplay set a Guinness record for the biggest sing-along. Um, of okay. a song, I can't remember which Coldplay song it was, but it was one off that album we covered okay. at a gig, and that record held until t- 2012, I think it was, when Garth Brooks noticed that this was a record, and he thought, "Oh, I can get more people to a gig and do a single and together to a song," and then he overtook it. Define like what qualifies as a single and does it have to be a continual? I've made an absolute error. It wasn't Coldplay, it was Robbie Williams at Nebworth. It was... Angels. It, I don't know what it was. No, it wasn't. It wasn't oh, Angels. Okay. It's, a, it's a track on our thingy now. Oh, okay. Yeah, he set a record for the most people doing karaoke at the same time. Yeah. yeah. And then Garth Brooks was like, oh, no, I can do that. Uh, and then did. Could you tell me a Garth Brooks song? Can't. Can't tell you one. But I do watch, on a, on a Friday night, if you put, like, uh, BBC Free on on a Friday night, mm. you get all the old Top of the Popses. Yeah, it's yeah, worth yeah, yeah. watching. It's worth watching. It's just, it's incredible to kind of go back in time to see what was charting. It's all kind of in order. So, Ooh, at the moment, nice. we're probably up to about uh, 96, 97, and they do week by week. So, you're constantly wow. moving in the same time. But they will sometimes throw in like a random year like 82 but a couple of weeks about a couple of months back I was watching one and they they did this um, this transatlantic crossover to a live performance from Garth <laughs> Garth Brooks not Crooks I was, was going to say Crooks then you know I, I was so Spurs. close little, little black guy yeah looked a bit like a turtle <laughs> and it was just so weird I mean I, I knew he was like a big deal in America you know he's, he's got some big numbers and he's uh, got to be on your list of most sold yeah, albums but the song was just trash. It was just garbage. Yeah, just like throw and like, away. I wasn't yeah. expecting to like it. Yeah. Because, but then again, 
any genre, you know, you can get a good song from any genre, can't and you? There's peaks in any you genre, know. yeah. I mean, yeah. There's, um, there's a couple of songs like Kings of Leon I've done that have that you would qualify as country, and they're amazing. You know, real good songs. But his was, was complete crap. Uh, did you listen to the Kings of Leon episode? Haven't yet. Somewhat, have somewhat to do. The, listen to that. Um, you may enjoy that. Or not, as the case may be. <laughs> Which album is it covering? Um, Only by the Night. Which is the one with the Sex on Fire. Third right? album, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, interesting. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, and you guys out there, go back and listen to that one as well if you haven't heard it. <laughs> right, let's head into the top 20. Number 20 is, it's a remixed version of a song that had been put out before. I will play the remixed version because it's one you're probably most au fait with. with Runaway I can't explain to anybody nowadays how big the cores were at this time yeah they they got big and it, uh, I, I don't know I still can't explain what market they hit like um, single white females <laughs> I don't know family <laughs> yeah families maybe I don't know um, in Ireland I can imagine like they obviously yeah. shifted units because they're Irish but over here I mean, you're literally talking about the highest-selling Irish act ever in the UK. Really? Yeah. Legit. I didn't, know, I, didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. 33rd overall highest-selling act ever in the UK. Jesus. Um, this was... They had uh, their album Talk on Corners, and then they released a special edition, which included all these remixes by Tintin Out, who did that track with Emma Bunton as well, if you remember. And what I am is what I am. Yes. Yeah, and they basically re-remixed all the singles and uh, put them out again. I'm guessing. Uh, yeah, this was a number two hit, eleven weeks on the chart. The original only got to number forty-nine in February 1996. So we're talking like two years earlier. The original was out. Right. And then they came back, and man, everybody had a favourite chord, though, didn't they? Yeah. Um... The singer. It was Andrea, wasn't it? She had that fucking gypsy fair, yeah, lure. I, I wasn't a fan Are of you the drama. You gypsy now. Yeah. See, I, whenever I think of the cause, I always think of that scene in the office where you, you're a fan of the you office. You know, I've never seen the office. Oh my god, you've got to watch. Well, you've got to watch it just anyway. But there's yeah. a scene in the office where Ricky Gervais is explaining <laughs> the cause to these fellow workers. It's all very kind of like awkward comedy. <laughs> Where, like, he's explaining something, like, lewd, and then someone, like, his boss walks in, you know, like, and he's saying about what he'd do to each member of the course. <laughs> <How are you? laughs> I would, you know, I'm, I'm, there's a lot of hand gestures and stuff going on here, which you can't probably can't get from what I'm saying, but he, he's, he's bending certain ones over and doing yeah. certain things. And then he's about to kind of do the finale kind of pose, Slash position, and then his boss walks in, and it, it yeah, it, it, it. I always think back to that when thinking of the cause, and I think <laughs> I think every bloke as well. Just whenever you discuss the cause, you in no way are you talking about their music. You just talk, you, yeah. 
that comes later. Yeah, you won't yeah, talk. Yeah. You'll talk about something else first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, that's weird, isn't it? Like, because who was buying their records? Were the people that were buying their records? Were they thinking the same, or were they just like your parents buying them? I reckon that a good ninety percent of their album sales were by single white females. Probably seventy five percent. Another ten percent were like by parents or people yeah. who actually like the songs, and. Oh, Somewhere between two and four percent was probably like, I don't know, horny lads who wanted to see an album <laughs> in like booklet to get like a just look. in case, yeah, just to have a look at because um, it was like the three girl, the three sisters, and the the brother, brother wasn't it? Jim, like, Jim Cole, little Gibbo, little Gibbo, yeah, a bit of Gibbo. I'm gonna have a look. Probably at nothing, look, nothing like him now, but yeah, yeah. Hang on, let me just have a look. Jim Cole. <laughs> One second. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it. <laughs> I can see it. I mean, oh, he looks different in a lot of time. I mean, oh, wow. Imagine he hasn't. He's got quite a small head, hasn't he? Like yeah, the lower half. Things of his aren't head. in proportion there at all, are no, they? No, 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 no. Yeah, there's a picture of the cause there. I mean, this is the drummer here, yeah. yeah. I mean, n- none of the girls are good, uh, 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 bad looking girls you at wouldn't. all. I mean, yeah. I mean, she she was like Andrea Core, the singer. She was, she was taking the market share. I think. Yeah. You look at that picture and you don't think so, but um, (laughs) I think she actually was taking the market share of the lads. But yeah, man, to shift that many amount of units to be the highest Irish. I think there's there's always this kind of you too. I know, but there's always this. There always seems to be this kind of. um, This open market for Irish crossover music that lands in in the uk or america and it's been like it for like decades and we're probably due another one aren't we you know we probably when was the last one <sighs> bewitched i don't know or bewitched now that was around this kind oh of yes time, but it's so, probably yeah. it's probably sad. but well you know it, it's it's pending you know it's um imminent <laughs> <laughs> shut the borders <laughs> it's coming it's, it's like the next pandemic it's coming <laughs> Unpopular opinion. I never got Tupac. Fucking. Oh God, no! I mean, I'm not against you know um, gangster rappers. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> what an absolutely white thing to say. <laughs> So, you know, I'm not actually um, Just against gangster rappers. <laughs> Does that stop me from ever, from ever being cancelled? <laughs> this is on record. <laughs> no, no, yeah, I, I like Kanye. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I like, yeah, I like Fiddy as yeah. well. Yeah, I don't mind. Fiddy's got some good yeah, tunes. Yeah, it's great. But yeah, Tupac, he was just massively overrated. I think that. I think, I mean, he's. There's lots of artists who have gained from death, isn't there, really? Yeah, Do you know yeah. what I mean? Oh, God, yeah, he's, he's one. Yeah. yeah, I think he has, in my stratosphere, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's people out there who will say, oh, Tupac's not my favourite bloody artist ever. Um, but, you know, there's still there's people out there who will say, Ed Sheeran's the greatest singer <laughs> ever. Um, but, I mean, this was a number three hit 
13 weeks on the chart. Obviously used, uses Bruce Hornsby's um, That's the Way It Is, or The Way It Is, I think it was called. Number one in Holland and Norway. Top 10 in 12 more countries. I don't know. I never liked it there. I don't like it now. All he seems to put out, or all he did put out, was just heavily sampled stuff. You know, you, you just, you're stealing off someone else. That's all he ever did. That's not your bag, no. No, no, not at all. Look, I mean, you know, there's some gangster rappers that are quite creative in what they do, and like you get, yeah. you know, even Kanye would do a lot of sampling, but like he's talented. You cannot deny how talented he is. Oh yeah, I mean, um, I don't like a lot of Kanye stuff, but I know he tries stuff, and I'll be honest. Sometimes you'll hear Kanye stuff, and I'll think, "Fucking hell, that's shite." And then a couple of years later. Loads of people are doing the same kind of thing, yeah, and it kind of becomes prominent. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. innovative. He, you know, definitely. That's the word. That's the word. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Okay, so that was. I mean, we've had high charting songs there. That was number. Th- well, got to number three. The next song got to number two. Um, I believe you were a fan of this at the time as well. And it seems to have become like one of this band's signature songs. It's a longer intro than I thought it was. (laughs) Uh, I believe this was from the album 13. This also got to number two. not a Blur fan then um, but I liked this song then. Were you compelled not to be because of the fierce rivalry? Or I, I would, it would be wrong for me to say that had no impact whatsoever yeah. but I'll be honest I still liked Blur songs Yeah. Um, like I still like stuff off Parklife and, and before that as well um, I listened to Parklife recently because I thought man I've never really listened to that album yeah. all the way through properly and Man, I, I didn't think it was very good. I'll be no, honest. No, it, it's 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 like bubblegum pop type. It, it, I don't know. <sighs> I just I don't know. It's yeah. I'll, I'll, that will definitely be an episode at some point. I, I think Blur have grown and matured, and I think they've put out some good songs. I think uh, anything pre Park Life is is is, is pretty uh, is pretty poor. But anything post Park Life, I think they've. They've definitely matured as a band, and you, you, you kind of hear it. You, have you, you listened to the it. new album? Uh, only one or two tracks that have come on the radio. I've, I, you know, oh, you haven't given it a full like no. spin. I didn't like it. Yeah, everything's like this tempo or lower. Yeah, there may be like one track, maybe two, which are have got a bit more gusto. But um, and I'm not saying that's the be all and end all. But um, 
I, I wasn't impressed. I mean, it has reviewed really well. Has it? Oh, okay. Yeah, but for me, nah. Um, but this song, I always liked it. Yeah, this is a cracking song, to be fair. Um, a band that always likes to change and... Even though it might not always come off, I like bands that do that. I like bands that search for new sounds, new avenues, you know, just to show their creativity. Mm. Yeah. So they definitely get a, a certain amount of credit from me just for that, even if it always doesn't land. They've recently played like the big gigs, haven't they? Yeah. They've been doing this summer. And reports are when fans are leaving, this is the song that they're all singing. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. yeah the, the Oh yeah. My Baby. Yeah. I think the fans kept on singing it after the end of the song, after they'd gone off. I think this was the last song they played, yeah. and it forced them to come back out. Oh, okay. And then... Like a double encore. Yeah, 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 and, and carry it on yeah. and, and stuff like that. You know, I, I can't knock it. I, I think it's a... You know, it's not the most up-tempo of... Songs and probably no. not the most blur. I, I, once again, I thought it had a, a country vibe to it and mm. stuff. But um, good song, yeah. All right, we're gonna have a break. Um, we're back in a minute with more hits from 1999. <laughs> Don't forget, you can contact the show directly, jukeboxpod at gmail.com. You can follow the show on Facebook, search for Personal Jukebox Podcast. On Instagram, we're also at jukeboxpod. And leave us a review. Help a brother out. Help the algorithms. Yo! on part two of the Personal Jukebox Podcast looking at a chart from March 1999 now this isn't from 99 this is from 94 yeah um, the last one we left off was was Blur Tender now do you remember what the number one in the US was? Do you believe in Oh, sure, sure. <coughs> So, number 17 on the UK charts was... Your sympathy, the follow-up single to Believe. We got Strong Enough by Cher. It got to number five on the chart. Ten weeks on the chart. It, you know, it was actually a 20-second album. Jesus Christ. It's put out some guff, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> to my knowledge, the only time I ever thought Cher's stuff was good, she did like that one album when it had um, 
if I could turn back time. Turn the suspenders, yeah. And then he had just like Jesse James as well, <laughs> that one. But listen to this. He embraced that kind of electro pop there's, feel. I tell you what, 1999, there's girls dancing in flares to this non stop. <sighs> Did you ever go to flares? Uh, I've been to A flares, yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah. I've definitely been to the one in Wolverhampton. I think I went to the one in Birmingham. Yeah, Broad as well. Street. Yeah, it was Broad on Broad Street, Street yeah, wasn't there. it? Yeah. yeah. Is, is that what turned into Reflex? I think it was, actually. Is Reflex still there? I haven't is been there in Broad Street. Pop World? I know Pop World has become a bit of a brand yeah. for, um, what should we say? Probably people our age <laughs> who want to go yeah, on a night out. <laughs> um, did you ever see the video to this song? I can't. No, I don't know. Share is like a computer virus. Right. The song. <laughs> How apt. Um, and she's like trying to um, educate a bad boyfriend about why his girlfriend's going to leave him in the video. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's very interesting. I don't know how a virus would do that. No, no, no. It's like special or something. <laughs> I mean, shares. Listen to believe. Listen to this. Big gay following, yeah. <laughs> It's like the Kylie of the uh, late 90s, I suppose. Well, just, just Kylie, yeah. Yeah, like Kylie, yeah, even then. Yeah, I don't know. I've got nothing to say, really. Yeah. Is she still putting music out there? Who's she? When you said 20 seconds, was that 20 seconds at this point or 20 seconds like this current? Point? Wow. This is like 1999, so she's definitely put out stuff since then. But um, hmm, not my bag. Could be like ninety, aren't she, or something ridiculous? And you probably wouldn't tell. If her face is only thirty-three. Okay, we've got a couple of interesting ones here. This is number sixteen. Gotta have been on an advert, surely. The boys watch the girls while the girls watch the boys who watch the girls go by. I do I. They solemnly convene to make the scene, which is the name of the game. Watch a guy, watch a day. Literally the sounds town. absolutely perfect for a car advert at the time. <laughs> yeah? Like a Peugeot car advert. <laughs> they were all like the. Papa, Nicole. Yeah, yeah, just driving around some co- coastal road, yeah. Yeah, like in uh, Monaco or something <laughs> like that, yeah. Uh, Andy Williams with music. No, it's just called um, Music to Watch Girls by. By Andy Williams. This version is by Andy Williams. The original was, I think it was put out the year before by somebody else. Um, like in the 60s, people had put songs out, wouldn't they? And then people would cover them within like six yeah. months. Yeah, Andy, his original was in 67, the original was in 66. Oh, okay. Um, Rob Creve or Rob Creed or something like that, yeah. This got to number nine on the charts as well. Mad, isn't it? It's yeah. like something you'd, um, from the film Catch Me If You Can, something like similar to that fly, kind of like one of those mm, type yeah. songs that just gets rehashed, like a sonata. put out there again, and then lands quite well, yeah. mm and this was definitely the time where I don't think you see it as much now when songs are featured in adverts and they become big hits. Yeah, that used to be a thing. Yeah. Um, and it used to be like an indicator of what was about to come. 
and it would always be like a, a newish kind of band. If you, you know, if you, there was you know on our, on our festival album there was the Zooton song, wasn't there? Which we said was a Peugeot. Oh, that was a Peugeot one, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was before Zootons were really like established. Okay. Um, remember as well, Sweet Disposition, Temper Trap. It was the Sky Sports. Yes, it was. They had like Mourinho, like in the advert. Didn't they use it for Centre Park's lighter on as well? (laughs) Probably, actually, yeah, yeah. Good song, that is. Like, I don't mind, I don't mind that almost. I don't mind, like, kind of big corporations showcasing a song, you know, Mm -hmm. that they know is going to be good early on. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it becomes something. Um, do you remember uh, me and Gibbo way back on in episode three, Stiltskin inside? Like remember when Levi's jeans was the thing yes. they always had some. Yes. Yeah. Um, Reef as well with the Sony mini disc advert. They're the two that stick out in my head. Put your hands. No, it was um, it was off their first album. Okay. Um, I'll blow you away. Mm. I'll blow you mm. away. And as well, what's the other one? Um, more recently, I think it's Centre Parks again, isn't it? They use the Strokes um, sometimes. Okay. Yeah, or some. It is sometimes, isn't it? Ding 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 ding. ding but that was before that was a hit. No, that was way after it was see, a hit. That, see, that's a problem. I don't like them when you. It's got to be new music, hasn't it? It's got to mm. be like music you haven't heard or. It's I think barely so, known. Yeah. The yeah. moment it's like an established hit from yonder, it's a problem for me. Probably the greatest example is the Babylon Zoo song, Spaceman. Spaceman. That was a Levi's Jean advert as well, wasn't God, it? yeah. That was another one that I had way, way bloody back. I think that was on episode two. But, man, I mean, this is a... F- I've got to play it because it's just... It's the song with, like, six choruses. <laughs> 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 just keeps on coming back oh, man this is such a banger it's untrue and let me skip so we just have the verse and then it, it buzzing guitars come in and it like just out. that's like a chorus in itself and then it does something else and then it does the chorus <laughs> this could be a chorus for indie bands at the time. And this could be the chorus as well. But then we we end up another gear. Yes, I, can I mean, it's an all-timer, really. <laughs> it's all, that picture you've got on him there. Yeah, he looks like a televangelist, doesn't he? Yes, Jasmine. It's like he's selling yeah. something. Yeah, he looks. What, what does he actually look like? He's selling there. Oof. A uterus. <laughs> So yeah, know. he's selling like. Um, yeah, I don't I know. have to say I'm... this actually or not. He's selling. <laughs> I'm struggling. Uh, he's, he's selling Levi's child puberty Jean. blockers, I think. I mean, that's what he's selling. <laughs> <laughs> um, after that. <laughs> 
Number 15 is Enemies Single of the Year for 1999. It was a new entry this week. This is the highest that it got. Pitchfork voted this the 12th greatest song of the 90s. Some window liquor by Apex Twin. Apex Twin, oh yeah. Okay. Now, everything about this song is the video, isn't it? I know they did some pretty uh, interesting absolutely. videos. This is the absolutely terrifying video. Yeah. Like, I think it was banned from playing on MTV because it just got loads of swears on it. It was um, a couple of like black guys, gangster gangster rappers, as you yeah. may call them, um, and they were in a street and talking shit, talking smack, uh, talking jive, and uh, then, I don't know if, like, what's his name, the guy out of Apex Twin, he, there's like a limo pulls up and it's like, I don't know if it's like about a minute long as the limo goes along, goes across, and then the window just comes down, and it's his terrifying smiling face, and uh and then the girls, the booty girls, who would be dancing at the time, they turn around and they've all got his face as well. Okay. It's... Well, I mean, it's a shocker. I mean, it's something to watch. Go and watch yeah. it, bloody hell. Yeah, I mean, um... A bit of a strange one, Mike. What would you... What would you define them as? Apex Twin? I mean, Apex Twin is just him. It's just him, one yeah. guy. But, I mean... I mean, I'm thinking to myself, Radiohead got some inspiration from this, but it's it's it, it's electronic it's a bit music. Bit kid in there, yeah. It's electronic music. It's um, I mean, it was never my bag then. I'll be honest, it's not my bag now. <clears throat> um, I can appreciate there's some talent gone into it, but I don't know if he is the guy who went on to be Atticus Ross. Atticus Ross, what's that? So, Richard, Richard David James. What's that? Richard David James is his okay. name. So, no, Apex Twin have got some kind of uh, later life affiliation with film music. Okay. And I know Atticus Ross. Was hmm. this guy English or British? He's Irish. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I know there's uh, Atticus Ross. It's one person. He did the soundtrack for like Book of Eli. And... No, it is a different person. I'm just looking at him now. Oh, okay. Um, Matthew Cowper Ross. He works with Trent Reznor and all that kind. That, of that's stuff. what I'm getting it from. Like yeah. uh, Nine Inch Nails. Um, yeah. And they do now a lot of just just. Um, Film kind of music, like uh, I mean, Trent went into that, didn't he? As well, yeah. The, I mean, look at look at uh, the, the picture. God, yeah. 
<laughs> just messed, just like messed up, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, all, it's all visuals, isn't it? It's all like strange visuals, which yeah. kind of like provoke the mind. I can imagine at the time if you were like off your face yeah. on something, you're yeah. getting something from yeah, that yeah, big style. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, for me, I don't know how I don't Not for me. Did that chart? Yeah, that was that was um, number fifteen. Jesus, that was their Apex Twin. It's his highest ever yeah. charting single. Next, we've got System F with Out of the Blue. Neil Strung, if you're listening to this, surely this should have been on our 90s dance one. I can see Chris Wellings in Butlins giving it up, hands in the air for this one. I mean, it's got this intro, but when it kicks in... It's one of them dance all timers. One, two, three, four, boom. LED fingers. Sounds really good in the headphones. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Anion. When I was listening to this playlist, honestly, I didn't mind this. Didn't this? Isn't this like the perfect transition from the late 90s into the early 2000s and what started to chart heavily was stuff like this? My favourite like bit of all that electronic music was like when it was a bit more trancey. Yeah. Yeah, and this is still with that like house beat kind yeah. of thing. I mean, I'm talking, I'm no expert, but you know what I mean, yeah. I like this. It's quite... Um, I'd never choose to put this on, but if it came on, <laughs> you wouldn't turn it off. You, you I wouldn't, wouldn't be, be switching. Sad. Yeah. <laughs> and now we'll finally get to the Robbie Williams song, oh, which okay. was um, the Guinness Record one. It was his third single of his second album. He got to number four. Is it wrong that this is probably one of my favourite Robbie songs from this era? It's like a bit more Oasis than these other stuff, isn't it? I guess it is, yeah. I guess it is. I remember you used to love this one. You used to love this one in 1999. Okay, I might have been like whistling it. Ironically. Singing it. I can definitely remember packing up a box for something and you came up to me with a pen and you said, what's this song? 
you're wrong. You're wrong. And you wrote it on the table in front of me. And I was like, I don't know. What is it? And you wouldn't tell me. <laughs> Ages later. No way. I can't really remember that. I mean, Robbie's in. I mean, it's, it's impossible to tell people, kids now, how big Robbie was at this time. Yeah, and, and this is what I was... This is almost similar to what we were saying earlier in the um, the Coldplay pod about Harry Styles, where like uh, you know he's left a boy band, he's made his way in life, yeah. and he started to kind of come over to be almost liked by blokes as well. His Robbie was massive with blokes, yeah, but like yeah, I suppose because he was a bit of a rebel and that. Harry's doing that now, at the same time. Oh, I don't know if Harry's big with blokes. Surely not. not. I don't know. I think I always remember Robbie. I always, always remember Robbie. Um, he, did, he did this. Uh, he did this. This this plug. He did this plug saying, "Look," he says, "You know you're a fan. Just admit it." And oh, he was really? yeah, he was calling he was calling undercover fans out. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's one of those ones where you don't want to admit it, mm. but he was saying, "Look, I know you're a fan." <laughs> And he's got the confidence. There, there are there are Harry. St- I'm kind of a undercover Harry Styles fan a little mm, bit. Mm. So there are there's a there's, a, there's definitely something there. But surely Harry Styles in 2023 has not got the cojones or the stuff to do that. Probably not because Robbie was doing it in like an egotistical way, which is like very masculine. But very and Harry Styles comes across the opposite. He come. Uh, but Robbie was very safe in that. Egotistical, yeah. masculine way, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. One thing that always sticks out to me about Robbie, I think it was the next album, he did the song Supreme. Uh, it's a... Yeah. It had that. And I can always remember going into like pubs at the time and lads would be going up to the jukebox to put that on. Oh, okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He was, I don't know, like a, a mainstream... Male solo. I mean, I suppose they'd cheer him, but they'd cheer him so fucking wecking, eh? Yeah, I, th- I think I think it's hard for any male solo artist is going to have a bigger female audience than than a lad audience. Of course, of course. You know, and, of and, and um, as much as they try and do maybe certain collaborations or try and change their their style, it's always going to be that way. But uh, I think no, yeah, I, mean, I, I can definitely believe what you're saying there about Robbie about. Were you were you People a fan around. at the time? I don't think I was. I don't nah, think I was. I think um, I just didn't like him then. I've got two songs of his on my phone. Yeah. And I've got Millennium. Oh, that's a poor <laughs> one, that is. <laughs> oh, that's a I just, I've never took it you off. You made my headphones never, die I've then when you said that. <laughs> what, since 2000? <laughs> But I've got good memories of like singing that. Yeah, I get because that was that was our, that was that was our era. That was yeah, that was yeah, constantly yeah. being played. Oh fuck yeah! And uh, I've got good. I think it's, I think I've got it on there because I've got fine memories, and that's more so why it's on there as opposed to it's. Is a, the other one angels? An important song to him. Is the other one angels? No fuck no. I mean angels is a good song. Though. Don't like angels. Really? Don't like it. Never liked it. Really? Never liked it. No way. Okay, so let's find the other Robbie song. Oh, here we go. Okay, I've got three songs. Let Love Be Your Energy. Oh, I know that song. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, that's the yeah. animation video, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I and I honestly that believe that's one of, that's probably his best song. Yeah. And it didn't really get the 
no, didn't, didn't get the notoriety or nah. the, the acclaim. That was slightly after his peak, wasn't it? Yeah, almost. It was on the it was it was on the way down, yeah, wasn't it? On the yeah. way down. I mean, he was fucking massive. He, yeah. As we said, I, I said he was at Nebworth. He literally to spite Noel, wasn't it? He was mm. like, Oh, I'm gonna play two nights at Nebworth or three nights, I think he did. But yeah, he was fucking massive. Mm. I, I always thought he was just a little bit of a bell in there. <laughs> just a little bit. I, yeah. I think if you went out on a night out with him, he'd be fucking hard work, wouldn't it? Yeah, you wouldn't trust him. Now I think probably you could. Because I think yeah, he's kind of seen the look, error of his ways now. People always mature in, in like the right way and the best mm. way. In fact, ever since he's gone grey, because he's like proper grey now, isn't mm. he? I know, I know I saw something. He's got this life in LA and he's got this yes. Brazilian girlfriend slash wife. Brazilian? I think so, yeah. And he's he's really grown up. Uh, yeah. I saw something, like an interview or something with him. And yeah. he's... he's, he's he seems like he's a much better, he's much more rounded person. Yeah, yeah. And it's I hard to tell that. from an interview. He, but. he headlined the Isle of Wight Festival this year, didn't he? Oh, okay. Mm. But back then, if your girlfriend was more than a six out of ten, you wouldn't trust him in a room with her, would you? Oh, God, no. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, Probably yeah, a five yeah, yeah. out of ten, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He'd be like, yeah, all yeah, over it. He'd be all over the dirty bastard as he was then. You're right. Um, number 12 on the chart it's a bit of a poor one I haven't got a lot to say about this I'll be completely honest with you Friday she ain't no Mariah Carey is she then they hung out but you came home around three she did if six of y'all went out then four of you were really cheap, yeah. Cause only two of you had dinner. I found your credit card receipt. It's not right, but it's okay. I'm gonna I mean, it's like proto Destiny's Child, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it really <laughs> is. Massively jumped on that, yeah. Yeah, um, it was a number three hit. It was a massive, massive worldwide hit. I imagine this was number one for weeks in America. Yeah. Um, Whitney, I mean, Whitney's got some good songs in her 80s heyday, but <clears throat> she's a strange one. It, I watched the uh, the Whitney, not the, the latest Whitney film, because there seems to be a lot of films like There's Whitney a couple, right isn't there? There's, there was, but I watched the Whitney documentary that was um, a couple of years old now, and I didn't realise how big she was. Oh, she was fucking like, massive. I think... Her first five or maybe even six singles all went to Billboard number one. Yeah. Which is, that's never going to be beaten. Yeah. Ever, yeah, is yeah, it? Yeah, It's um There was some kind of record there, weren't there? I don't know if it has been or it's been equal oh, it? since. I don't know. But it's a massive feat. Anyway, yeah. yeah, yeah. Huge. Mm. Um, you know, so she was like thrown into it like from, you know, from a real fresh, fresh age and... Yeah, like a life just fell apart, didn't it, really? Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of people blame, blame Bobby Brown, don't yeah. they? Because uh, he was himself, like, he was in, what well, was in New Edition, and then he was Bobby Brown, the, the guy. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know, she, was she into, like, heart drugs, or was it just prescription stuff, like Jacko think, and everyone it was, else? It was coke to begin with, and then it was, then it's probably prescription, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's one of those, and it? it's like, look, uh, if, if it wasn't going to be Bobby, it'd have been someone else, you know. Oh, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, definitely. You get to a certain point and 
even if it's bad for you, people, hangers on, are going to yeah. uh, justify it and say yes at the end of the day. But yeah, right, the last one before we head into the top ten is an absolutely fucking awful song. <laughs> Best forgotten. You know what? I, I I don't even know that song. As as it played, I was thinking, is this some kind of aqua? And I was thinking yeah. about you know Barbies just mm-hmm. you know, taking the bloody world by storm. But uh, so this is steps. This is the back end of steps is career. I would say this is like probably peak steps. Oh, Ninety nine, okay. maybe. Yeah. yeah. Remember when we used to play sixes again? Yeah. Dan Fisher. Yeah. 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 Fucking shot on him like a demon, yeah. yeah. But it, absolutely terrible music stuff. He had a great toe poke, get a great left toe poke, yeah. and he'd, he'd, he honestly, yeah. yeah, he'd rack up the goals. It's a bit like, he, honestly, he reminded me a bit of a Gareth Bale. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose in a way, yes, yeah, that's, 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 that's a good um, comparison, actually. Yeah. But terrible music choice because he loved a bit of steps. And people were buying this music because it got to number two on the charts at its highest position. 19 weeks overall. I mean, fucking, I just never got steps. Oh no, it weren't him. It weren't the guy. It was the guy of S Club who died recently, weren't it? Yeah, Paul mm. was it. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It weren't well, somebody. Oh no, it was the girl. At, was it the girl at her steps who died a few years ago? Did she have breast cancer? Well, the, the, the Claire from Steps. No, well, as far as my she's the blonde. Yeah. No, there's two blondes. There's Faye and Claire. Um. Yeah. I'm going to Google the internet. To be fair, you know what? I was watching some reality thing recently and I swear I saw Claire on that show. Hang on. I've Googled Steps Death mm. and it's brought up Paul from S Club. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, and then it says somebody from the band Cinderella. And then somebody from <clears throat> White Snake died recently. Yeah, I, I, I don't think she's, uh, I don't think she's no. passed away. Okay, okay. Um, well, good. Well, yeah, good, <laughs> good for her. Good for her, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so before we head into the top ten, let's just look at the albums quickly. Uh, the album chart was, man, and you're going gonna to have either bought a lot of these or you've heard them a lot. Okay. Uh, number ten on the UK album charts was Fatboy Slim's You've Come a Long Way, Baby. Massive album, wasn't yeah. it? I mean, yeah, it's ridiculous. I um, never liked it. I remember, never bought it. Remember? I don't skunk, own it. Remember the Skunk loved it? He did, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the he loved, Mac. He, yeah, lo- yeah. he loved it. He loved a bit of Fat yeah. Boy Slim. <laughs> I never bought into Fat Boy Slim. Nah, never. And, you know, despite going to watch him at Butlins last year, um, I, I didn't really go for that reason. Honestly, the show was good. I can imagine it was because he's got lots and of tunes, you know. It came on, right? Because obviously. There was already a, a DJ set going on. So, mm-hmm. you know, everyone's gathering around where they think it's going to take place. And there's a DJ set going on. And then, so it's unlike me to just be quite near the front. I don't really mm. care well, about that. I'm usually, the front I'm, usually, I'm usually at the back because I know I can get quick exits to like beer and like toilets. Makes sense. I don't want to be squashed in at the front where no. I can't move. No. Uh, but it was quite, you know, it was quite loose. You know, it wasn't like uh, hemmed in or anything. I had. Hang I, on. How many people were there ish? Oh, 
probably say 20,000, maybe. Really? Yeah. Is that many? Quite oh, a few. fucking hell. We'd been out and got fancy dress in the day. Yeah. And I was dressed as Ming the Merciless. <laughs> <laughs> and, Why? But my moustache kept coming off, so I'm like, I'm there wetting... Because the moment I'm drinking, the moment I'm having a swig of something, it's just getting wetter and wetter and like it's just not even hang- I'm kind of putting it back on again and like it's it's kind of like up, up here up there it looks bloody terrible we're there quite near where the main DJ set is because it's like fancy dress weekend anyway I see a guy dressed as Pink Panther wow, that's who's nice. who's near is just before the steps of where the main DJ set is and I said I said to my, I said to my Clive I said bet you that's fat boy and he's just like just prancing around doing this, doing this. He's not really, you know, and he's just vibing. Yeah, yeah, he's just yeah, vibing. But yeah. like, he's got one or two people around him as well. Uh, and I'm okay, thinking, why yeah, are they yeah, around yeah, him? Yeah, they're, yeah. they're not fancy dressed. Mm, they're not his mates. Mm. And then, yeah, lo and behold, he goes up there as uh, Pink Panther. No way. And it was good to be fair because he, he went up there first of all with obviously his, his, his head on still. You know, he obviously starts mixing in one of his songs. And to be fair, look, it's effective. I can't say it's my thing. Listen, but when, it's when he does when he does a drop right, yeah, he does a drop right, yeah, yeah. And when you've had like eight beers, yeah. eight nine beers, yeah. you know, you're going yeah. to appreciate yeah. it. When you're like halfway around them, when you've got a fake moustache on, you're going to appreciate it. <laughs> Man, you prime. <laughs> it's literally as if you've been like readied for this moment. <laughs> Oh, God. So, yeah, he was number 10. Number nine was uh, The Miseducation of Lauren Hill by Lauren Hill. Yeah. Um, lauded album. Nah, not for me. Yeah, same. Number eight was Britney's Baby One More Time. Okay. Big in 99, obviously. And uh, Number seven, uh, The Manic Street Preachers, This Is My Truth, Tell Me Yours. I believe that's a follow-up to Everything Must Go. Yes. Number six was Steps with Step One. So this okay. is their first album. God. Five was Cause Forgotten, Not Forgotten. Uh, number four was Robbie's I've Been Expecting You. Huge album at the time. Yeah. Number three was uh, Stereophonics, Performance and Cocktails. Their second album, Stereophonics, that's another one for, uh, for an episode, I tell you. Uh, number two was The Cause, Talk on Corners. So, um, yeah, they've got two. Two, yeah, two albums. What? Sorry, two I, albums. I, I, I didn't quite go in then. No, so. normally. <laughs> I, was just, I read that and I was like, oh, have I done that wrong? So they were number five and number two in the album chart. That's, uh, that's when you know they're like cashing in, like yeah, in every like, way possible. Yeah, definitely. And number one, we heard them earlier. 13 by Blur. I love this. This is one of my favourite Blur songs, this is. Oh, this one, yeah. And the video is, is sublime. I mean... It's the one with the little milk carton, isn't it? Yeah. 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 It's okay. genius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a clever video. It's, I didn't mind the song, actually. I thought it was I think right, it was yeah. about the breakup as well between um, Damon and uh, Christine. No, it's Christine. No, no, no. Tender was. Justine Frischman. Justine, not Christine. Yeah. That's oh, what no, Tender you know what? Was. Sorry, I'm getting this wrong. Yeah, this was about Graham Coxon left the band for a bit, maybe. Yeah. That makes it, sense. It might have been about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's, yeah. he's the vocals on that one, isn't mm. he? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I take it you had that album. Uh, I've only ever put singles on my phone, and I've never bought a Blur album. Oh, really? Never. No way. I thought no. you were miles more of a fan than that. No, no, I've ne- I never, I never got sucked into the whole park life or anything. I, I've never paid money for a Blur song. No um, shit. I'm really surprised by that. I'll be completely but, honest with you. Don't get me wrong. I like, I like 
a few of their songs, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Um, we'll head into the top ten. I mean, it's a three-time re-release here from Desiree. God. I, I can only imagine that this was on an advert as well. And I, I seem to remember it being on one. <laughs> as your day unfolds, challenge what the future holds. Try and keep your head up to the sky. Lovers, they may cause you tears. Yeah, it was on the Ford Focus ad. Ford. Yeah. It was new entry and number 10. It was the highest it got this time. Original version was April 1994 when it got to number 20. Uh, it was also released in March 1995 when it got That's to 14. Mad. That's mad. And then we've got it here in 99. You gotta it's actually a really good song. It's not bad, is it? You know what I mean? It, it kind of stands up. It, you know, it it, it 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 is to me a really like good song. It kind of it's you know, an ageless song, really. It, yeah, that's what I mean. And I, and I can understand. It makes sense that it gets released a year, <laughs> a a year apart, five years <laughs> apart, and like. But isn't it weird? Like, who makes the decision to re-release it? Well, this time it's obviously because of the advert, isn't it? But. But like when that single comes out again in '99, and bear in mind she hasn't she hasn't like done top of the pops in five years. Mm. Does she have to get rolled out again? Does she? You know, do, uh, are the record company pushing her out, saying Is you've got to come out? You've, even though you've <laughs> you, you you know you've you, you, you settled at home and yeah, you're stuff. doing whatever you're doing. You just there's a couple of quid in this for you. I know, give her yeah. the finger, like come get on, sh- we're gonna give you in. six months. Get in shape, you know. Was this the kind of time? I remember she did a song and a comedy dive at the time used to ridicule it, and I believe it was called Life. Oh life, yeah. Was oh, that this era? See, this is where you need to watch The Office because oh, was that another Ricky Office Gervais, yeah. who's David Brent? Yes, he loved Desiree. Ah, well there you go. I'll, I'll ask him. <laughs> I said to you earlier, there's songs that have lived on in my mind throughout the past like week since I put this playlist together. The one was Tender by Blur, just keeps on coming back into my head, keep on singing it. The other one was this. Just one more day No one said there would be rain again I won't blame it on myself Yeah, I'll blame it on the weatherman Get away pop song this is <laughs> what a pop song this is hang on let's hit the, hit the bridge fucking hell blame me on the weatherman boy bewitched I was thinking of something else. Oh, no, no, no. 
I mean, the chorus lets it down because it's this bit now. Oh. But fucking hell, man. I mean, that verse and bridge is pop perfection. <laughs> you know, Swifty will be proud of that now, I'm telling you. <laughs> and we head back into it again. Man, listen to that. First act to ever have their first four singles reach number one on the UK charts. Okay, still, so still nowadays. They're doing a Whitney then, basically, aren't they? Yeah, so. in, in the UK. Um, Celevy, Roller Coaster, To You I Belong, Jeez. and this one. See, there's, honestly, there's this thing, there's this Irish kind of, we sucked in. There's a, we're massively lure, sucked in. For, yeah. You know, you put a, a clover out there, see, we're just, we're done. We're just giving give the hand in the cash over. <laughs> Um, at this time, this is number nine on the UK charts. They're number seven in the US with Celeve at the same time Jesus. as well. Coin so, it. Man, oh, you know. Wasn't this Louis Walsh behind these as well? I would say so. It usually is, isn't it? Um, like, obviously he had Boyzone, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, and then he had Westlife after that. I never... I kind of got Boyzone. And I get Westlife, but I just... I just thought Westlife were a pale imitation, but they are like far more successful than Boyzone. They are. Boyzone did actually one or two okay songs, songs that you wouldn't mind, you'd, you'd listen to, you wouldn't just turn over. Westlife, I can't think of a single song. Just I, World of Our Own. That's, that's the yes, only one. Yes, yeah. actually, fair play. Yeah. But apart from that, all their ballads are just a bunch of shit. Oh, a just bunch drippy, of shit. Drippy, and drippy they all went to number one, but they're all just crap, and no one who bought that song is ever playing it again now. I guarantee you. Mm -mm 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 -mm. I would say people like, once again, the same people who were buying, what was the album we said? The chorus albums are the same Are you saying ones. single white females have got a lot to answer for? I would say they definitely <laughs> are. Just in life in general. <laughs> like, <laughs> we probably won't mention her by name, but there was definitely somebody who we worked with at the time who was a massive Westlife fan. And that right there, that's your archetypal person. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that song by Bewitched, it's a class. It's a, it's a really good song. Number eight on the UK charts. <laughs> this got to number three. And I'd be lying if when it kicks in... I didn't like it. So we got the Venga Boys with We Liked Party, the Venga Bus. With that intro, with all that traffic. Music and horns. You get a bit pensive, don't you? You like stop turning around, looking, making sure you're okay yourself. <laughs> looking at somebody giving it to you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, at the time, the Venger boys. You loved a bit of Venger, though, didn't you? At the time, I was all Venger at the time. He was like welly, and he was balls deep on Venger, <laughs> weren't you? Yeah. <laughs> he could do no wrong in. Well, he could do no wrong in '99, but you know what I mean. Do you think they named, like, obviously they're Venga with a V, but do you think they, they must have been aware about Arsene Venga? 
I they must have been aware. I don't think they even knew. They, were not they, even a were they like a Dutch Euro dance collective? Probably, but then look, Arsenal were huge in, in, in Holland. Oh, of course. They, they, yeah, did, they yeah. did a lot of their pre-tours in Ajax. Ajax and, and, yeah. and yeah. Burkamp. Exactly. And who was the other one? There was three, wasn't there? Uh, yeah, there was three. Actually. There was three. I can't remember who the other one was. But um, but yeah, they you would have thought, yeah. Yeah. But I don't know, man. It's another one to, for Dan Fisher, isn't it, really? <laughs> <laughs> I can see why it connected with the masses. That's all I can say. It's with just that, mad, really. though, isn't it? How, like, I mean, I, I assume this song was thrown together in probably like forty-five minutes or something ridiculous. Oh yeah, it was like get um, a couple of them good-looking girls and a couple of them good-looking lads, chuck them together, and we'll put this song, and they can just dance like I fucking know. idiots. And then, in the front. and then we'll push it hard within the industry. The radio will play it, and then it'll be some huge song, and it's just ridiculous. Do you think it still works like that now? Because I don't think you get like boy bands and boy and girl bands, really, do you? Surely everything's either massive solo stars, or I know there's a lot of fucking grime. Maybe it's moved on to target audiences. There's loads of like grime and what, yeah, so what like, we would class as grime. So if you can think, well, who who's the biggest new solo artist that's emerged in the last two, three, oh, four, five fuck. years? I would say Billie Eilish. Billie Eilish is, nah, that's a few, fair few years ago. I know, ago that's now. what I said. Like, yeah. I can't think of one that's like two, three years. What medium did they did they emerge? Did they emerge through YouTube? Did they emerge through, you know, um, just some kind of social channel? And surely, I've said this before, Billie Eilish was really just Lana Del Rey doing ASMR. That's how. Yeah. I mean, nobody can argue that bad guys are fucking chewing. Yeah. yeah. But after that, surely Billie Eilish is just a bit. You know, I'm just... she just just headlined uh, Resonance she in Leeds this weekend. This this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Oh really? Mm. Oh, I didn't know that. I don't know who the headliners were this weekend. They're not great, to be fair. And it's usually a decent festival, Reading and Leeds, but um, it's it's not great. Went on the iPlayer earlier just to like have a bit of a. And whoever was playing at that moment in time, I'd n- never even heard of them. So I thought, well, I'm not going to press play on them. Hey, and I thought, know, well, I'll go on to the highlights. And I just, I didn't even know a single band, a single act. Mm. There was Wet Leg was one. Do you know Wet Leg? I know Wet Leg, yeah. yeah, yeah any yeah. good? Um, they did that song, didn't they? A couple of, oh, I actually tipped them, like probably about a year ago. And oh, I said, okay. oh, they're going to be big, but. Well, they're, they're, they're not, doing Reading. Not for me, but I thought, oh, the yeah. masses will like them, yeah. Um, you were saying that Billie Eilish is currently number one on the official singles chart of the UK okay. right now. Right. I mean, you've got people like, you know, Olivia Rodrigo. I, I don't know these people. Honestly, She's like a, you've got Swifty. Um, Olivia Rodrigo is actually number three and number six in the chart. And like, is she like the last two years? Or two, three years? Yeah, she's just... come from like YouTube and that right. kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know who they are. I mean, you've got people like Fred again in the chart. I don't know, even know who that is. Number 18 on the UK charts right now is Ryan Gosling with I'm oh, Just okay. Ken. So obviously Barbie song must have been like yeah. released or something. Okay, It's weird, isn't it? Because it's downloads and everything now, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it strange? Like part of a separate kind of uh, argument almost. Like how I always stress and I always worried about about getting old and <laughs> not, not seeing, not, not getting 
relevancy. You yes. Know, like getting the new yeah. acts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And is that a sign of getting old or is it just the new stuff is that poor that it doesn't grab me? <sighs> well, I'd say it's not targeted towards you because you they already know that you know where your money's going already. Yeah. I don't really know how people are making money off stuff anyway because it's just I know, 15 second TikTok videos and yeah. stuff. I think it's hard to make you know money in the music industry now. I mean, it's hard because that's why gig tickets are so much. Everything's just kind of owned quite immediately, and you know you, everything. How much were the Coldplay tickets when you saw them? Like we're talking like fifteen years ago now, aren't we? So when I went to see them at the <clears throat> Lancashire Cricket Ground, I think I think they were bought for me, but I'm guessing I'm thinking about maybe fifty quid. Okay, and when what year was that? I would say 2009, 10. Okay, and then Elton John's just done his last series of gigs, hasn't they, leading up to Glastonbury? Farewell Yellow Brick Road yeah, tour, that's it. isn't it? And tickets were like 220 quid a pop. Well, that's the highest selling tour of all time. But no wonder, you know. Well, no wonder. Look at them prices. That's, you know, I mean, that's extortionate, surely. The tour lasted five years because it started in five. 2018. Obviously, COVID must obviously COVID hit, so that's why it's a five-year tour. But Fuck me, I did not know that. Elton's an all-timer. He's like yeah. you know, he's he's and people have always loved Elton. Different countries love Elton. He's got so much material and back catalogue, so I can see. And I suppose his target audience is people who've got um, yeah, disposable, unlimited income, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, 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 um, yeah that's yeah. why they're paying that kind of money. Yeah. And like you know, you, you don't begrudge uh, anyone making a payday when they've got, especially the, if his last one. They've got the material, you know. That they, they definitely he definitely has the material, and obviously he was helped by uh, the film Rocket Man as well. But I don't know. I just there's something about this taking an, a payday check, just taking one last check. It annoys me. I can understand it, and if I was him, I'd probably do exactly the same thing. Yeah. But I just don't warm to it. It's kind of like, do you remember back in the day, they don't do it now, footballers, but remember when they always used to have a testimonial after 10 years? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, and then when the Premier League money came in, they started like giving their testimonial money to charities, didn't they? Yeah. But before, they never did. Yeah, it was all ticket sales and yeah. Yeah, but now, obviously, like, like Elton, I imagine he does give his fair bit to charity and all that kind of thing, but he's still pocketing a lot of that coin. Yeah. Would you have gone and seen him? Not for 220 quid, but would you no, have gone to um, No, I liked some of his songs, definitely. I, I, I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't. You're not an Elton fan, really. I do like some of his songs. I like two or three of his songs. I think they're very, very good songs. I think they're, they're all-time classics, in fact, but uh, I'd probably go and see an Elton tribute. I'll, I'll pay a tenner, <laughs> you know. <laughs> That's what I'm willing to do. <laughs> their best song talking it? of classics oh my oh, god Jesus Christ I mean that's got to be their best song hasn't it? Uh, TLC with no scrubs I believe this was in the top five in the US at the same time as well it may have been number two or three I think yeah um, talking of all timers it is yeah massive it's, it's absolutely massive 
And uh, yeah, I mean, shame leave Lisa, Lisa left eye, you know, let, let left us too soon. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> What are you talking about, I'm, I'm going to <laughs> Give me a coffee. <laughs> um, yes, she did, didn't she? Um, what was it? T-Boz and Chili. The other two. Yeah. What are they called? T-Boz. T-Boz. She was like the, names the blonde yeah. one, and then Chili was the one with the long oh, hair. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the looker. Where are they now? I don't know. The last time... Strip club? The, the last time... <laughs> Ooh. The last time I saw Chile, she was pictured ringside in the WWE Raw event. <laughs> Doing right then. <laughs> she got front row tickets. <laughs> walking around with <laughs> I'll say something as well. You're saying about um, enduring acts, not enduring acts, but songs. No Scrubs by TLC. I've definitely heard my 18-year-old daughter play that song. So it's a song that's... Test of time. Test of time, test of time. Uh, you, we were talking earlier about Bewitched. We were talking about Westlife. We were talking about Boyzo. And number six on the chart with their comic relief single. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean... If anybody was saying, fuck me, the 90s music was shite, this is what they're looking at. <laughs> Just listen to Ronan's vocals for comedy effect. I've got something to tell you. I've got something to say. I mean, he's like a parody of himself. Wasn't Mr. Blobby in this video as well? I believe he was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fucking idiot. Honestly, not Blobby. Fucking... It almost well, it makes a mockery of trying to raise money. Like you can do, you can raise money in a much cooler way. Like, like if they were to do a better video, a better song, people would buy it. Well, this was a number one single. It, it, it was it number almost, one for two weeks. But, but it's always gonna be number one, isn't it? It's always gonna be number one. But like, it would have shifted much, much better numbers if they'd have put some work into it. Oh, God, I mean, I mean, boys, Owen. I mean, oh come on, I, I don't really know what to say to you now. I'm. I'm, I'm I'm looking at you and I'm thinking, Boys Owen. I mean, just the name itself. Actually, isn't Gately dead? He died. Yeah, Gately was dead. Yeah, yeah he, he died. Then, obviously, you've got Ronan, who's kind of like the Irish Gary Barlow, isn't he? Yeah, he, 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 you know, he's aged well, to be fair. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's... I believe he went to America and got new teeth. Uh, okay. Yeah. And then you've got your lad who's in Coronation <laughs> Street. Yeah. Duffy. Mmm. And then... I don't know. What are they, Mick and Paddy? <laughs> the Howard Donald of the group. <laughs> Obviously, it's a cover of the Billy Ocean original, which got to number one as well in uh, January 1986. You know, that was from the Jewel of the Nile soundtrack. Yes, I know it well. Oh, I didn't know that because it oh, didn't God, fit. Yeah. It didn't fit, I didn't think. Billy Ocean? Yeah, so yeah, um, yeah. I remember... Julie are very well. I mean, I've grown up on films. It's probably, I would say, easily it's 35 years since I've seen that film. Uh, Jewel the Nile? Yeah. Yeah? Mm. Yeah, I think it came out mid-80s. 86? 86, yeah. yeah, yeah. Have you said that already? <laughs> well, I said Billy Ocean's son was out there. <laughs> We're a bit deep now. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, Jewel of the North. Is that the one with um, Kathleen Turner, Kathleen Michael Turner, Douglas, Michael Danny Douglas, DeVito? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, class film. They then they then did. Um, I mean, that's a roster. Then did the uh, the follow up. No, no. So, Romance in the Stone was the original film. They oh. then did Jewel in the Nile, which this song came from. I've never seen Jewel so in the Nile. Romance seen... in the Stone is actually a good film. That's Honestly, the one I've it's, seen. It's, it's a decent... You know, when any film spawns a sequel, and then that sequel's crap, people just dismiss the whole kind of series Franchise. as being crap. Yeah. But it's not. Because obviously, if, if a film happens to create a sequel or a second, then it has to be good to begin with. Yeah, well, it's definitely made its coin, hasn't it? Yeah. It's like... My missus, you know, like, uh, so like, like Jaws, yeah. You know, you get, you get, I think there's like four, four Jaws, maybe, or four, five. There's, yeah. there's Jaws, Jaws 2, Jaws 3, Jaws for the Revenge. Yes. So there's four, that's the one with Michael Caine, which is ridiculous. Yeah. You think they're just going to be all crap because of what they've become? Mm-hmm. Jaws is probably a top ten of all time. Jaws is one of those films which now you can look back at it and you can say, oh, yeah, but at the time and everything, it's groundbreaking. I still think now it's a top 20 I film. don't think I've watched it for 20 years. Honestly, it's amazing. That good. So, like, you know, when it, whenever you get any kind of, like, say, franchise going, franchise started, it's got to come from something. Franchise don't start from rubbish films. No, there's never a franchise built, built off a stinker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you watched all the Jaws films? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I definitely. I watched haven't. Jaws three with my my brother. It was and my Jaws three. Jaws three D. In yeah, three D. So we had these three. It was one of the first, I mean, if not maybe the first three mm. D film. It, it was so rubbish. It didn't do anything. But like then three <laughs> D made a comeback about what ten years ago, fifteen years ago. Uh, yeah, it, it kind probably, of probably twenty. Really but like, now, but, but like, you know, they, they give you better glasses or something. Yeah. Yeah. The glasses they give you at the time, I remember putting them on, thinking, "Is they this were just di- the red and blue? Like, things. is this even doing anything?" It was the yeah. red and blue yeah. screen things, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I remember. And uh, I remember thinking, "Is this even doing anything?" Obviously, you're supposed to like have the feeling of the shark coming towards you. But yeah. I was just like, "What is this even doing?" I'll be honest with you. I always kind of thought that 3D in the cinema was a gimmick. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you saw there was like um, a period where films were making scenes in them for 3D. Exactly for that um, reason, yeah. And, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Time never looks looks kindly on technology. It never looks no, back no, kindly no, no. on it. Not on the, it's best not, to avoid it. Not on the start of it. No, yeah. no, no, yeah. Um, right, we are into the top five, and I know for a fact that you are a massive fan, or you were, of this song. I think I know what's coming up here. New entry at number five this week, we've got the new radicals with You Get What You Give. Didn't like it then, don't like it now. I always remember... In the warehouse, and huh. when it was clear that I liked it, <laughs> you would purposely sing the song, and it's kind of like, which <laughs> 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 was absolutely pissing us. 
I used to love it. Um, I still tap my foot, tap my leg whenever it comes on now. I like it. It's hooky. Yeah. It's hooky. You know what I mean? It is. I'm not going to take that away from it. Much like Spaceman, it's got like, you know, it could have three or four choruses. Um, it's just a bit fucking limp in it. You know, it's a bit fucking flaccid. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. I guess. Look, it was a strange, it was a strange time on it. It was a strange time, and and they kind of came in as well. This was, I think, as far as I'm aware, that was their first sing single, first and only, which they put was an a album hit. out. But but I kind of look, I looked into them a little bit, and mm. um, apparently, he become really disenfranchised with the music industry. Greg Alexander, he didn't like what he saw. No. And only he, he just writes songs now? Yeah, he's a songwriter, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. I, I believe um, when Biden was, when the Biden-Trump election was happening, yeah. he said, right, if Biden gets in, we'll reform to play a gig or to play this song. God. Yeah, and Biden obviously got in, so they played the song. It's just making me go off them very quickly now. <laughs> I don't. I presume it was like live because I'm guessing that was COVID times. Yeah, we're talking 2020. Yeah, it would have been yeah, 2020. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, he did then. Oh, um, oh. In the same interview, you know, I said to you that the Edge yeah. said that Clocks was one of the songs. This was the number one song that he said he wished he would have wrote. He gave an interview in. Um, so this is why 2006. This is why. I mean, like when when Bono said that thing about. The 60 songs that saved my life. I mean, I just, oh, honestly, I lose patience with these people. That's a lot of because songs. Are you trying to say that you, at some point, were going to end your life, but 60 songs at different times in your life saved your... I mean, that just sounds ridiculous. Can you remember any of the others? It was only like a, a, a little snippet on that page. Uh, okay. I would yeah. love to Google the other ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure there would be very, very obvious songs. We could do a podcast and we could say... The, the 60, 60 songs, songs that, that say Bono's, Bono's life. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be gold. <laughs> yeah, as you said, Greg Alexander, he was the new Radicals. But it was basically him with a bunch of session musicians doing right. the stuff. He went on to be a songwriter for such luminaries as Santana, Ronan Keating, Mel C. Ronan Keating. Enrique Iglesias and Sophie Ellis Baxter, you know, so he cast his net far and wide, really. It sounds like he's doing okay. Yeah, man, I, I presume he's still doing stuff now, really. On into the top five we go. This is number four, and it's an absolute mega transatlantic hit. <laughs> You've been living on a rock. Well, you've got to have been living under a rock. Not to have um, heard that. It was a number one single in the UK. Two weeks at number one. Twenty-two weeks on the chart. The Max Martin wrote. He was offered to TLC. This was, and they turned okay. it down. Um, the highest-selling single of 1999 in the UK. And this album that it's off is the highest-selling album ever by a teenage girl. Worldwide, motherfucker. Jesus. I must confess, I still believe. I still remember, and I think I said this on the 90s episode with Little Sight. When I first heard this song, 
I don't know if it was the influence of Blondie coming back and doing a song. I thought this was an ABBA song. It's a re- just, a it's, rehashed ABBA song? It, not even a rehashed, just like, oh, a new ABBA song. Oh, okay. It's just that got that kind of, you know, the baby, baby, yeah, when, yeah. It, when it steps up, it just reminds me of, like, ABBA, really. Um, but, fucking hell, it's the kick-off for Britney Spears to be a worldwide superstar. Yeah, I mean... I, I don't think the song's that good. Mm-hmm. I, I think don't she'd think... be better after. Yeah, I, th- I think she's put out better singles. If you th- if you compare this to um, Genie in a Bottle, mm-hmm. Genie in oh, a Bottle's way, way oh, better. I, I don't think so. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I'm not the biggest fan of Genie in a Bottle, to be honest. Um, I think it's a much better song. Superior. Um, I don't know. I never really got on with Christian Aguilera's output. I, I, don't, I don't. I don't like her. I like Dirty. Mm. Yeah, video and single. Um, and then she went a bit like fucking, I don't know, fucking self-important female. Fucking, they all do. Uh, yeah, They all do. I mean, I think Britney, if anything, she's... Um, got the plot, lost the plot. Fucking. Got, well, she's... It's all it's all a bit weird, isn't it? She, I think she's going through a third or fourth divorce at the minute. Is she really? Um, yeah, the, the bloke who got with her... Five years ago, he was like some reality TV guy. Mm-hmm. Good looking. Probably like 10 years younger than her. Probably 12, mm. 10, 12 years. Like, he, he, you know, he could pull anyone. And he's mm. like clearly getting with her for like a money, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. But the, yeah, they've just announced they're getting a divorce. She just never, ever, ever looks stable. You, you look That's at the her, thing. You look at some of her Instagram videos and she's like I know. naked and she's putting it out there. Yeah. And I'll be honest, I discussed a couple of episodes ago on the um, the Limp Biscuit Results May Vary episode where there was the rumours about Fred Durst and Britney Spears in 2002, oh, yeah. 2003. That's peak Britney. Yeah. But... I don't know, I just don't think she's held up. She just looks like a fucking, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's weird. Like she, she obviously made, you know, she went through rehab. She kind of made a comeback, did a Vegas stay. She was almost back once, you know. She was kind of like not looking, you know, looking pretty good again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you say, she's not a stable individual. No, no, when um, Have you watched the Netflix doc? Watched bits of it. I haven't seen it. Lindsay watched it and she was like, I don't like it. It's mm. a bit shit. So I, I, I just didn't. Time for a little cover. Do you know who it is? Trying to work it out. Travis. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. I love the vocals because they're proper drunk guy vocals in yeah. the chorus. Big time. Big time. I saw this live, you know, not this. Yeah, but them doing it live. Uh, I saw Travis live in 2009, 10 at V. Oh, really? And um, I swear, I still say now, to this day, it was the best set I've ever seen. 
Yeah. The, the best set I've ever oh, really? seen. Really? And uh, uh, yeah, uh, I can't even explain why. I mean, I'm trying to think what happened. So we, they were playing in a tent. So this was like, so if you think of 2010, yeah, they had kind of gone off the scene no, a little way, bit. Why off yeah, the scene? Yeah, that they were big late 90s. And they took a bit of a hiatus, so we're kind of off the scene. And they played V without any kind of material coming in. And they had this, like, five o'clock slot in one of the tents. So we saw them by chance, believe it or not. So what it was, we were, every time you were at a festival, you you know, you're kind of looking at your, your timetable as to where to go. Yeah. Do we go here? Do we go there? And I think... Amy Winehouse might have like threw the whole thing into what it was. She was like 20 minutes late getting to the, you know, which is no kind mm-hmm. of like, you know, it's no real big standard you know, fare at the time. Big surprise. She was like 20 or 30 minutes late and that threw things out. So that was about, I was like, that was on the main stage. So we're like, okay, well, we've got, we've got half out of it. Where do we go? Okay, well, let's go and see Travis right now. They're just about to play. Obviously Travis and and we, we got into a tent, we got into the back of the tent and I swear it was. I've never known a gig or a set like it where every person within that tent mm. is singing every single line. You know, they're, they're like a 40-minute set, so, mm. you know, in 40 minutes, they could quite easily play 10 songs that everyone knows quite easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, like, which they did. Yeah. But they did it in a real kind of, like, playful way. Um, they kind of mixed certain songs. I'm sure they did a rendition of that yeah, as yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. just for like a minute or two. You know, yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but honestly, I, it was it was the most amount of fun that I've had in a set. I mean, Travis realistically have got a fantastic greatest hits yeah. catalogue. Yeah. yeah, and a 40 minute set, fucking hell, I could imagine. Yeah. That's really good. Every yeah. song was a banger. Yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. even like I think the last song they played was "Flowers in the Window," oh, that's a which, shit which one, is not though. actually their best song, but it just it really was was ripe for the uh, for the moment for the ambiance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, good band. I would definitely cover them. Honestly, at some point, we're into the top three. We've got three songs left. It was a new entry this week. It's a fourth single. Come on, buzz me up to heaven, baby. Come on, buzz me up to heaven. I've been missing you. I should be kissing you. Wanted you to be that you for me. I wouldn't tell I got love, I can't deny. Wanted you to be that you it's actually got a really good bridge. I close my eyes and I see you clear. Don't mind it. You don't mind it. What is it? Billy Piper. No. With Honey to the Bee. Oh yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> that almost sounded like slave music to be yeah, the, yeah, I know. Like colonial like deep safe slave music. <laughs> I was all on board. <laughs> Billy Piper. <laughs> Here comes the bridge, man. Yeah, 
youngest female in the UK to have a number one single. She's 16. Ah, uh, fuck no, I don't know. <laughs> in fact, she was 15, I think, you know. Oh, was she? Was it because we want to? Was it because we want to? Because we want to. Because we, we want, want to. to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Honey to the Bee by Billy Piper. This is the highest it got. Spent nine weeks on the chart. It was a new entry this week. Chris Moyles. When the chart um, rules changed and you could use downloads and stuff to get in the chart, Moyles started a campaign on his radio show to get this into the chart. So we're talking um, January 07. Uh, and he was playing it and saying, come on, everybody, buy the song and get it in. And it got to number 17 on, okay. on the chart. But I always got a creepy vibe. Then he was like a bit fucking. <laughs> Maybe he'd seen what. Because um, she was with Chris Evans, wasn't she? Yeah, for a, for a while. So for and he was time. a lot older than she was. Mm. Yeah, and maybe more wanted a bit of that action. I don't know, man. He does like his his uh, blast from the past, doesn't he? He likes Andy Peters. He likes to bring people back who were once in the limelight, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, but Billy was big then, because surely she, that was around the kind of era when she'd been acting in Doctor Who. Yeah. Um, like she's gone on to do those Sky... What was that Sky programme she did um, in the last couple of years? I'm not sure. Ah, fuck knows. I don't know. I haven't watched it, but... Um, I don't know, man. Billy Viper. Yes or no? I didn't mind that song. That's no, the first time I've ever song, heard yeah. that song. I, I was okay. That's number three, you say? It's probably the best Billy Piper song that she ever did. Was that her follow-up to We Want To? Or? Um, I don't know, is my honest answer. So I wouldn't imagine like a third or fourth would drag out this long in terms of... That would have to be like a second single impact as opposed to... She was pretty big there. Now, before I play it, I've got to tell you that the number two single is fucking shite. Like it's fucking wank. It's probably I the appreciate worst. Appreciate the heads up, thank you. Hey, witch doctor, give us the magic words. You go ooh 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 ah ah, ting ting. Walla walla ping ping. Alright! Ooh ee ooh ah ah, ting tang, walla walla bing bang. Ooh ee ooh ah ah, ting tang, walla walla bang bang. Ooh ee ooh ah ah, ting tang, walla walla bing bang. Ooh ee ooh ah ah, ting tang, walla walla bang bang. Do 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 do. So we've got cartoons with Witch Doctor. I was thinking it was Scooter for a second. <laughs> nah, Scooter was like more dance. Oh, like okay. Scooter. Yeah, this got to number two. Um, they're a Danish put-together Venga Boys-esque kind of band. What, why are there these Scandinavian like Euro pop crossovers? I would imagine that they see a gap in the market and exploit it. Rape it if you want. You yeah. know what I mean. But I, d- I don't ever think. Well, I, d- I wouldn't. I would never. Like, okay, it's got number two, so I'm clearly talking shit. But like, I, I don't ever see there being a gap in the market for this kind of crap that people would want to listen to. Maybe like, kids. This must have got airplay. Look, I don't remember this getting airplay. No, neither do I. So, like, how did it get to number two? Does it? 
but look, the internet wouldn't have been like you know let's no. get this number two no no so like no. it wouldn't have been flyers but how do you get to number two at that time how I don't know because I can remember being around at this time and not being aware of cartoons same yeah. here yeah like, literally I thought it was Scooter so I don't know how they get to number two they're getting no airplay it can't be their base their base is like in Norway or Denmark or somewhere or Finland that's not going to be a big enough base over here to like buy the single the, the funny thing as well is it's really a cover of um, like an American novelty song by somebody called David Seville now do you know who David Seville no. is he's the fictional manager of Alvin and the Chipmunks see this is where this is where I don't be- I don't buy into stuff. Uh, honestly, I, this is where I think everything's <laughs> full of crap. I don't believe people have bought that song. So, sorry, people have not bought that song. Well, I don't think they did. This like, is where I think things are made up. Is it like a bit like Last Ketchup, like the ketchup song? Is it, you know, um, uh, what was it? Kentucky Fried Chicken and a Pizza Hut, Pizza Hut, Pizza Hut, Kentucky Fried Chicken and a Pizza. Is it like that kind of thing? The fast right. food song, song, and that sold, and people bought it. Yeah, 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 yeah. The shittiest songs that I ever bought, I ever physically bought when I was a kid. Oh, God, okay. I bought Joy Bunny. Oh, Joy Bunny's Megamix. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I bought the two of those. I bought, mm-hmm. They did the second one, mm-hmm. bought that one. Didn't buy the third one. I wasn't, you I wasn't, was I wasn't happy about that third mix. <laughs> the first two, I was happy to buy. <laughs> <coughs> so I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think with the shittiest song I've ever bought. Because ultimately, we're trying to think about who's buying these songs. And who are these people? Mm-hmm. And what's your worst song you've ever bought? I definitely bought Kylie's The Locomotion. Okay. Yeah. Um, that was all your own work? Yeah, completely. yeah, as a kid, yeah. I bought When Bross Had A Comeback Single, okay. and it was Too Much, I bought that. Too Much by Bross. What year is that? Um, probably 88, 89. Similar, yeah. similar time to me. My- yeah. It was like that kind of era. Sometimes in my mistakes. Oh, I bought... Oh, God, what was that song? It was on the lawnmower advert. Oh, Christ, I can't remember. Um, Yeah, I don't know, gimmick songs. I bought Star Trekking. Star Trekking across the universe. I bought that... um, I don't know. I mean, in, in, in 88, 89, when I was buying singles, a lot of my stuff was like Jacko, Madonna, Kylie. But think about know. it, yeah. So, like, I didn't give my money over willy-nilly. So, like, okay, I bought Jive Bunny, but I'm paying, like, what, 99p for a single. Hey, you were getting a lot of songs for that 99 I'm, get, I'm getting £5 a week pocket money, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So... Why would I buy more than one single in that week? Because I'm singles I'm, are like seventy nine p then. So if everyone is getting a similar kind of wage, you know, as, as, as a young kid, yeah, from their parents, yeah. So like, why would they buy that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this is why I'm, I'm skeptical about it. I'm skeptical. Yeah, I'm thinking this something weird going yeah. on here because mm. I don't know who buys that song. If if you can tell me who buys it, then I'll I'll be fine. The thing is, if that song was big and you knew it, 
and it was massive and it was around at the time. You could probably justify it, couldn't you? Yeah. But I can't remember okay, if, that. If you drop that in at 14, I, I don't even question you. I'm not even going to push this conversation, but I'm mm-hmm. pushing it now because mm-hmm. I don't believe they got to number two. And I think there should be some kind of inquiry. Well, I, I don't know what to say to you, honestly. <laughs> Really, honestly, don't know what to say to you because it was number two <laughs> and our number one single on the 28th of March 1999 was another song featured on an advert that you may or may not remember. It was the oh, and it's a archetypal one hit wonder. Six weeks, it was number no, two weeks, it was number one. From the Levi's Stay Press Jeans oh, album. Album. Advert. Fuck <laughs> me. Mm, a couple of drinks deep here. In 2003, Q Magazine said this was the 175th best song ever. Here we go. That's a statement. I know what this song is. I've got a, I've got a story about this. <laughs> I've got a confession to make. Go on. I bought this single. You must have had it. How much pocket money were you getting at the time? This is 1999. Oh, I'm working. Sorry, you were working. <laughs> That's even worse. I was working with you. That's your money. <laughs> I meant to today. I forgot that that was number one, honestly. Because when I was driving around this week, I thought, I need to go up the loft and get that CD. <laughs> yeah. You got your belt, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I've got this single, man. It's upstairs. You've got the radio edit. You've got the full edit. And I think that might be it on the CD single. And I wasn't into this kind of music at the time. Yeah, so what what made you buy it? Because obviously this is... Man, I'm just a fucking whore for the bass line. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, maybe. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know what I was doing in 1999 to buy it. Maybe this is the most embarrassing single. Got sacked from Staples. <laughs> you were at I was still working. No, I was still working there now. Still... <laughs> you were a bit mixed up. <laughs> I just didn't know. I'm trying man. to give you an out here. I was, I was confused. I didn't know whether to take it or receive it. I was just, you know. <laughs> okay, so I'll give you my story. Yeah. You and Maria. So, Mm -hmm. um, you've got to see her. So, uh, we obviously were going out during this period. And um, during the time when we got sacked from Staples. Yes. We'd we'd already got a holiday book to Forty Ventura. Mm -hmm. Right. And this song had already come out, I assume. And I knew Maria liked it. She, She loved this song. Yeah. She liked the song of Flat Eric. I suppose more so Flat Eric as yes, opposed to yeah, the song. Yeah, 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 yeah. That would make more sense, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's yeah, more, yeah. More, more so the cuddly... Even my mum liked Flat it's Eric. More, it's more so the cuddly toy. My mum thought he was hilarious. So anyway, so we we um, we still went on this holiday to Fort Ventura in the November. And 
We ended up breaking up the first night. Oh, really? Of the holiday? Yeah, mad, yeah. So, like, look, look, you know, we, we go there. I hadn't seen her all week. Yeah. Um, and I could tell something was off, but I wasn't really, like, asking her the right... I wasn't really pressing it. I was going, oh, okay, you know, she's just just a bit, she's a bit moody or something. And we went away, because obviously this holiday was booked well in advance. The first night, I was like, what, what's wrong with you? You've been off for me for, like, days now. What's going on? And she said, "Look, you know, I want to break up with you." Oh no, really? Have you got the Have you got the music? You know, you're going to play that. Yeah, <laughs> is that what you're looking for? Yeah, I was looking for our song from Radio One. <laughs> <laughs> play it. That's fine. Let's play it. It's fine. <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> so first night she decides to break up with me she broke up with you yeah yeah she said look you know it's not working out um we, we need to break up and I was like okay <laughs> I was like what what do we do like do we still have a holiday together do we how, how do we get through this next six seven nights yeah and she said oh yeah we, we just be mates don't we you know so we we just it was a facade it was a, it was a farce we just we were mates for the rest of the week <laughs> anyway I'll cut a long story short yeah and it, this does get better I think so I always remember her saying to me during the start of that holiday that she bought her she bought Christmas present for me because it was in the November yeah so as we got back from the holiday you know we parted. You know, we're still kind of friends, I guess. This was after you got back? Yeah. Yeah. I guess we were still friends, but we didn't really like, keep in touch because it wasn't the day of like it is now where you're on, you know, so, WhatsApp and whatever. Yeah. yeah. But we just, we, we kind of broke on good terms. And then, so I kept thinking, she's bought me Christmas presents. I don't want her to come to my door Christmas Eve and hand these presents over and not have presents back to give back to her. So I went out to Mary Hill and I bought... <clears throat> oh, no. I bought some presents. Oh, no, really? And I bought Flat Eric. <laughs> <laughs> you bought Flat Eric, that's fantastic. So I knew she liked... You know, it cost £36. What? Back then, £36... Bastard pound. So anyway, so um, and then that was probably like the second week in December, and I and I got back and I wrapped them, and I thought, well, I don't want to take them around just yet because I haven't got mine yet. So I left it to like Christmas Eve. I still hadn't got mine. Oh no! But I got her all of hers. I even bought a, pe- a present for her parents. Got these nice biscuits and stuff. Oh yeah, MS. So I went round. <laughs> I haven't seen him for four weeks. Here I am with flattery. <laughs> I haven't seen him for four weeks. I go round the house. I go knock on the door because obviously you don't. You can't tell someone. You know, it's back. In, it's no mobile phones. That you, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. You, you have to knock on the door. The parents' door. Knock on the door. I'm there with like these presents. And uh, the dad, aunt, Chris, the dad answers the door. Says, oh, Chris, what are you doing here? Oh, just, just want to 
come and drop a few presents off. Oh, no, you know. don't tell me she was sat in the living room with a new boyfriend. Well, I, I was like, it's Marine, and she was like, no, no, she's, she's. He, he said she's out somewhere. <laughs> oh, we're <laughs> <so> getting riled. <laughs> <laughs> she's out somewhere. Yeah, so and I was like, well, can you have these presents? And he was like, oh, okay, if you, if you, yeah, thank you. We, we we appreciate that. Yeah, oh, no. and I never got any presents. You never got a present. But I was told that I was receiving presents. So I thought I don't want to be the guy that doesn't give a present back. Oh no! I never got a present. So I assume she just got a refund for them. So hang on one second. How bad is this story? So, oh, man. <laughs> so, <laughs> so really, she owes you some presents. I think I'm due at least two presents. And my parents as well. (laughs) (laughs) That's terrible. No way. So all my friends, I told them I bought Flat Eric. Yeah. And they all take the piss out of me for Flat Eric. Yeah, rightly so. Well, here we go. I didn't know that. So, yeah. Oh, man. You brought it all back now, Si. What a terrible ending <laughs> So she had a flat Eric as well that was you, that you bought her. Yeah. And she opened that, yeah. Yeah. And she never gave you anything back. And I presume by the time she'd opened it, it wasn't even a thing then. Because <laughs> it was four weeks later. Hey, we're talking March here is number one. <laughs> He was way gone by then. He <laughs> wasn't even a thing. He was like, what's this? What's this fucking soft toy? <laughs> oh man, your story's way more embarrassing than mine. <laughs> Brilliant. Fantastic. Doesn't 1999 bring you back some fantastic I'm memories? I'm glad you've brought this year up, so I'm, I'm glad you've um, decided to... Yeah. Take um, a trip down memory lane. Well, that is the number one single. And if any girls want to get, want to get in touch with Chris now to offer their <laughs> condolences to him for how much he was fucking trashed over there. Big then, time. Then jukeboxpod at gmail.com. Just send it to there and I'll make sure they get to Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Follow the show on Facebook. Search up Personal Jukebox Podcast or at jukeboxpod on Instagram. And you can follow us there. Hopefully you've enjoyed that little chart episode from us. That's one of my favourite chart episodes, actually. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> you know how the, um, the chart episodes always have, like, the date or something? Yeah. I think I've got something in mind for this one. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> have you got anything you'd like to say to Maria right here, right oh, now? God. Well, I hope if you didn't enjoy Flat Eric that, at least your new boyfriend did. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Did, did you know who her new boyfriend was? Yeah, uh, Cy Fisher, his name. Dan uh, Fisher's brother. And uh, she got divorced from him in about a year. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, married, she got married, married and divorced guy. within a year. Yeah. Oh Christ! Uh, yeah. He was laughing there. In fact, I'm trying to think of her wedding song I could play. Her wedding? Did you? No, you weren't invited to the wedding. Oh God, no. It's a supernatural desire. Dancing in the moonlight. Dancing in... That was her wedding song. Play that. <laughs> We're going to play that out. Why not? 
so obviously we always ask somebody <laughs> for their song at the end of a podcast. <laughs> So they were married and divorced within a year. I believe so. Fucking hell, how's that turn out for you? Eh? Well, basically, that's uh, that, that's good news for me. I uh, dodged a bullet, and that, that's, what's all, that's, all, that's what it's all about, isn't it? In the well, way. you know, Romain, it's like frog you got You gotta like dodge him as you can. You know, you gotta do what you <laughs> gotta do. Ducking and diving, <laughs> weaving. <laughs> um. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. Thank you, listeners. Honestly, I do appreciate it greatly. Drop them reviews on Apple or Spotify. Anything else as well, but those are the two most important ones, really. Chris, thank you for joining me on this episode. Anytime, that was a good one. That, that was, was a, good a one. really, really good one. I really Size Racky is really mess me up, you know, guys. Seriously. Yeah, we're going to hit some Albanian Racky right now. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, thank you, people. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> Fuck you, Maria. <laughs> you can dance and stay up tight. It's a super natural delight. Everybody was dancing in the moonlight. Dancing in the moonlight. Everybody is feeling warm and bright. Share is like a computer virus.